No one has the balls to stand up like I'm doing right now. Let's stop the crap already. We're all Americans. We're all equal. I don't see black. I don't see Asian. I don't see anything but American. Welcome to One Tough Podcast. This is Bo Deedle, and today we're going to talk about some current events going on. And I tell you what, you know what, uh, a lot of things are happening in New York City. The first one I'd like to talk about is my friend Eric Adams and his genius idea about letting cops patrol the subways by themselves, which is totally ludicrous, as it is when there's two cops, they get messed with. What's going on in the streets of New York City, it's like a credit. If you could spit on a cop, slap a cop in the head, and you got about 10 of your little cronies with your little punks, little gang members, and if you do that or push a cop down, slap a cop and walk away, majority of the cops by themselves will walk away because they don't want to get involved. They know they're not getting any support. So now this genius idea of letting cops patrol subways by themselves, which is ridiculous. It is a zoo down there, a zoo. They have mentally ill people there with weapons. You have the gang members. You have people carrying guns illegally, not legally, illegally. And it's really a cesspool sewer. At least two cops got a shot. Well, one fighting with the little pieces of garbage. The other one could call for help. But if they're by themselves, it becomes a very, very difficult thing. Thank God that cop the other day that was attacked by that mentally piece of garbage was able to not be seriously injured or even killed. And I'm glad about one thing. Eric Adams, my mayor, and you know I know you. I know you real well. You're like a son. You know, I got 3% black in me, so I still think you're like a son to me. And I'm glad to see that you immediately realize it was the wrong move. It's a big person. And I always say that about Trump. It's a bigger person to say, you know, it's wrong. When I grabbed uh, President Trump two and a half years ago and I said, Donald, uh, not Donald, Mr. President, what you should do is you should apologize to Senator McCain's family for talking and saying he was not a hero. Damn, McCain was a hero. Forget about his policies. He was an American hero. He was a veteran. They beat him. He stayed in that Hanoi Hilton for six years. What I told President Trump, apologize, you were wrong. He goes, you know, Bo, I do what I I do because who am I? I said, you're the president. He goes, that's why I'm the president. And I think that was the thing that lost the election for the president Trump the second time around was his cockatacious attitude. We can't have cockatatiousness. If you say something wrong or do something wrong, it's a bigger man that can say, you know what? I was wrong. I apologize. And I've learned one thing. I love toughness. I'm a tough guy. But I also am a very sensitive, caring person. And if I do something wrong, if I clock somebody, I could say, you know, I'm sorry. You took a swing at me. I broke your nose. I really apologize. It's a bigger man to say I'm sorry than someone that just pounds somebody into the ground. So that's one of the issues. I'm just glad that Mayor Eric Adams reversed his idea, and it takes a big man to reverse ideas, and you give and take. Like, I'll give him a lot of credit for reversing it. I don't give him any credit for trying the one patrol because he knows better because he's been on the subways. He worked in the transit. He knows how difficult it is down there. Hey, God knows in the 1990s, 
we had real problems communication. The radios weren't working, so these poor cops were down there by themselves. In today's environment, it's like street creed. Oh, yeah, slap the cop in his face, spit on him, pour a soda on his head, pour water on his head. Hey, that was cool. And they videotape it, and then they put it on the Internet. But we got to give the mayor credit. He reversed it right away. So that was really a good thing. And then before we go into Governor Hukul over there and our wonderful Father's Day, we had a great Father's Day this uh this weekend, and I think we had 20 shot in less than six hours. I'm laughing because it's humorous. I mean, this is Father's Day, Juneteenth. We're supposed to be celebrating good things and, and the freedoms and all that, and freedom from slavery, freedom to have your dad with you, and to enjoy dinner and have fun and love your father and all that. Bingo! 20 shot in less than six hours. Another 13 people shot citywide. I mean, across the country, went berserk. We had over, this year already in Chicago, there's over 310 dead, over 1,300 shot. It's just for some reason, it just continues in the same Democratic-run cities. And what is the answer to it? I talk about it all the time. Hey, let's take this for example. This rapper that was arrested, this rapper Roddy Rich, uh, R-I-C-C-H, he was arrested in City Field about a week and a half ago with a loaded 9mm. But for some reason, my friend... Curtis Lee was ex-wife there, uh, ex-mother of his children, decided to let him go with no bail. This is the perfect example of what is wrong. The laws are on the books. And again, we talk about this all the time. People feel like no one's going to do anything with them carrying a loaded gun. Again, we jump back to it, and I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be with the mayor tomorrow, and I'm going to grab him on the side. I'm going to say, Mr. Mayor, you know I love you. And I'm, I catch a lot of crap from Bernie and Sid and everybody on this station for supporting him. But you want to know something? I really believe deep down inside, we got to go deep. We're going to find somebody that really cares about this. See, I think Eric Adams understands. He had a tough childhood. But you know what? Put all that other crap behind. You're in a position now to save this city, Eric. And I need you to save this city. And I think tomorrow we'll talk about the thing that I speak about every week here on my podcast. The laws are on the books. We know one thing. We know our district attorneys are not prosecuting loaded guns or people who are convicted felons. We got to go to deputizing district attorneys, maybe 200 across the city, and have them come out with a news conference, Mr. Mayor. Say, I've met with the U.S. attorneys in the southern and the eastern district, and what we've decided now, people who are convicted felons, who are locked up carrying a gun, guess what? Bingo. You'll be prosecuted under the federal law of a convicted felon carrying a loaded gun, which calls for a 10-year sentence in jail. Everybody says, well, you know what? They had hard lives and they were this. I'm sick and tired hearing about people's hard life. I had a father that was born in Germany, a mother born in Sicily, and my father used to beat me with a belt buckle. I grew up with John Gotti, the Scopos. I had to fight my way through my whole life and I fought. And you want to know something? I had a tough life too. I would have liked to gone to college. I wanted to go to Springfield College. I was a high bar champion, parallel bars, national physical 
physical fitness champion. All I want to do is be a gym teacher. I didn't have the damn money. I had to become a laborer, concrete laborer. Then I became an iron worker. Then I became a cop. I had to work hard. And nobody felt sorry for me, and I don't need anybody to feel sorry for me. Just get yourself up. It's a great opportunity for all kids out there to do what you got to do. If you want to go to the crime area, you're going to end up in the gutter, and you're going to end up in the toilet bowl. Think about your lives. Think about doing something. Right now, we're at a we're at a peak right now where any black American young male is going to be able to have a beneficial part of gaining a new job. All you have to do is go there and I want a job and people will hire you. But you have to show your character. You have to show your character that you believe in what you're doing and you got to work hard. Work ethics are so important, work ethics. So in reality, if you want to complain and sit back and commit crimes, that's one way to go. But I really believe that my idea about prosecuting under the federal statute is the way to go and the word will get out there with all these little gangbangers hey guess what they're putting you in jail when you carry a gun that will go away so father's day passed by i was very fortunate i had all four of my children that were there and my grandson i miss miss my little granddaughter but she was at the other side and i'm going to tell you something it was nice to be with him short dinner of course grandpa paid but i don't mind i love it i just love being together with my i'm very fortunate to be with my children my grandchildren it was very great feeling on father's day and, and then we get our governor hokel which is a disgrace and whoever wins the Republican side. Look, I like Astorino. I love Giuliani Jr. And I, I like my guy on Long Island, too. You know what? Whoever wins this gubernatorial Republican side, I think we got a full-fledged go and support him against this Governor Hochul. We can make a change in this state. This should be the beginning of a wave across this country and in New York because there's too many good, moderate Democrats, independents that are sick and tired of what's going on, who are afraid for their children to walk around New York. Crime is the number one issue. Fear is the number one issue. We have to elect a governor and whoever the Republican nominee is going to be, they, he has my full support, and I will be full supporting him against Hochul, and I just hope the best person wins. And if any one of the three win that are running for—well, four, any one of the four that are running, it will certainly be a better situation than this Governor Hochul. So that's one thing. Now we got to talk about what's happening. Everybody's asking. I just was on the radio with a Sam Malone show out of Houston, Texas. I've been doing it for 25 years. They started calling me. Great little conservative. You know, obviously it was a conservative station. The liberal stations don't ask me to come on. You know, so the Uvalde situation would happen down there. You know, I was a former cop, New York City cop and detective over the years and all that. And things have changed. You remember with Columbine, after Columbine, it was realized, and all these terrorist attacks where they would have these shooters in there, where they would go out for one thing. One thing was body count. Years ago, when you had a shooter or you had a hostage situation, we used to call a guy named Captain Frank Baldson. Frank used to come in. He was the head of hostage negotiation, one of the great New York City police department. I think he became, he was a captain. And he would come in there. They would negotiate with the hostage taker and all that. But things have changed because it was realized it became about one thing, body count, how many people you could kill. So the whole perspective for 
far as an active shooter has changed now. You got to go in. You got to stop that active shooter because all they want to do is gain more dead bodies, more dead. So in reality, you got to go in. I've been watching these hearings down there. It's very disturbing being a former cop. When you swear in as a cop, or even if you swear in as a military officer, whether it be Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force, whatever you do, you're swearing an oath. And part of that oath, whether you're a cop or you're in the military, is you're out there protecting. God knows the stories. I was not in Vietnam, but I heard a lot of stories from my friends when they used to go on a patrol and they knew one thing. There was a heavy, heavy death load that was going to be there. We lost almost 50,000 American lives in Vietnam. And they used to tell me stories about probably another at least three quarters of a million PTSD limbs that were taken off. And one thing when you knew was you were going out on patrol with the Viet Cong, and then you had the real heroes out there. And the real heroes were the guys that took point. The guy would be up front, Lieutenant, don't worry, I got the point. You know what the point meant? You were going to be the one that was going to be shot first. And you want to know something? The real heroes of war and the real heroes of the police department are the ones that die protecting our country, whether it be a cop or whether it be in the military. They take, and they're the ones that get killed, and they're the real heroes of America. So going back to Yovaldi there watching these hearings. I saw a video. Guys had full armor on them and they're standing outside. Now it's coming out the door. The classroom wasn't even locked. And then on top of it, you know, there were kids in there for 77 minutes. I've been around a lot of shootings and I know one thing, you can save lives with tourniquets. There are ways of saving lives. These poor kids were on cell phones. They were crying out, help me, help me. 77 minutes. This is the disgrace. And all these big tough guys were standing outside waiting. I don't know what they're waiting for. You should have grabbed the freaking garbage can and ran in there. Hey, come on, guys. Get your ball bag together. We're going and taking it out. One of us might get killed, but we're taking this creep out. Those children need us. Those kids were laying there. Some of them could have been saved. I am. I'm sure if one was saved, that's all I need. But to stand out there and wait 77, there is no person in a conceivable right mind that can believe that cops waited there. And I'm angry. I'm real damn angry. Hey, if you don't have a ball bag, don't become a cop. Don't go into the military. That's what it's all about. You're a person that's going to protect people's lives. And again, I'm looking at these videos and I'm saying to myself, drive a car into the side. Get one of those big, they like those big trucks. They're real high up. They got cast iron uh, uh, testicles hanging out the back of the off the bumper drive the damn thing through the door do whatever the hell you gotta do take this son of a gun out don't wait and let these kids bleed out like that and i tell you what this showed me so much that i couldn't believe that these guys waited 77 minutes to go in there and it it, 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 it killed me watching this everybody says oh Bo, Monday morning quarterback. Monday morning quarterback, bullcrap. There's only one thing I saw. I saw a cowardness of these law enforcement officers. That's what your life is all about. You go in there first. When a guy shot at me five times and missed, you know what he said to me? You got me. I said, I got you. I beat him into the ground. Yes, I did. I didn't kill him. I could have shot him right down there. You know what? You got to do what you got to do when you're a police officer or when you're in the military. You got to protect people. We'll go off that for now. But 
The other thing that's kind of disturbing, and it's it's touching us all. It's really touching us all. Recession, I think, is here, you know. We all know about what it's costing. The other day I bought a bag of grapes, freaking seedless grapes, $10 seedless grapes. I think every grape was 10 cents a grape. And this is what's happening. The gas, fill up your car, $140. I'm saying to myself, you know, I make a couple of dollars I make a decent salary, a couple of bucks. But what about the guy who's working for me, the security guard that's making $400 a week or $450 a week by the time the taxes come out? How the hell do they feed their families? I'm saying to myself, this is hurting people as much as crime because you can't feed your kids. And that translates into crime because some people who have crime, no crime in their mind might become criminals because they can't feed their family. The worst thing I heard, one of my big uh, real estate developer friends who's very successful, very successful, told me, you know what, Bo? I've been borrowing from this certain bank, a major bank, for 30 years. And this major bank just told me, I think it was a half a billion dollar loan on a new development. They told me no new loans. That is scary. You're talking about a real estate guy who was very successful, paid all the monies back that he ever borrowed. And the big bank is saying, we're freezing all our loans right now. You know what that tells me? Recession is here. Country's scared. God knows I bought a couple of those bitty coins. <laughs> what a joke. I lost my pants with the bitty coins. I should have realized when you don't know what it is, you can't touch it. What the hell are you buying? Bo, you're a moron. You bought the, uh, the cyber coins there or bitcoins and I lost all my money. I really don't care. You know what? I'll work harder and I'll make more money. And I learned one thing. Do not invest into things that you don't know. My friend Warren Buffett, I call him my friend, he hasn't been around in a while because I won't let him come up to Rayo's anymore. He's out. So he told me, always invest into things that you know and you know about. And now what's happening on the environment out there, we see the stock market scared, any investment houses, everyone's holding on to their money. Everybody's afraid of what's going on. And that's what's happening right there with that, with that. And we know one thing. We're talking about our biggest enemy. I'm not worrying about Russia. I'm not worrying. Again, we talk about it every time I speak on my podcast. I've been there. I went there for a week. I wanted to commit Harry Carey, uh, China. And we go back, and it's controlled completely by the CCP. People, you know what that means? Communist Chinese Party. Every business in China is controlled by the CCP, Communist China Party. The people walk around, these poor people. I love Chinese people, and I do like Chinese food. A little too much MSG. You tell them, leave that out, please. Just try to cook it without any flavors in there. Tell them to keep the damn salt out. Keep the MSG. I don't want it on my Chinese food, but... Going back to China, these people walk around with frowns on their faces. They have no enjoyment. You know what the enjoyment is? Is working. Working, working, working. And we know about, about how they take care of people they don't like when they're keeping millions of people incarcerated in these camps there because they don't like their politics and all that. This is the country that has stolen all our proprietary information. Look at their top comparison of our F-35 jet. It looks like a carbon copy. You know why? It is a carbon copy. They've breached every one of our defense 
corporations. They've hacked into every one of our technologies, all our patents, every aspect in the technology side, the satellite side. They are so much more, and I'm going to scare people right now, and I'm going to tell you, they are more technology advanced than America. Of course, they used our technology and worked upon it and used our technology to advance themselves higher. This is what we deal with today. So, again, they use more coal and oil, and they're developing more coal mine. When we're sitting back and we uh, see Mr. Slippity Slidey there, Mr. President Biden that doesn't know where the hell he is, again, we talk about green. I want this country to become green. But you can't do it overnight. We've got to have a 10, 20-year plan to reverse to green. But you don't do it automatically. When we have 80% of our energy is fossil fuel, and you think you can just shut, shut the switch off and switch it over, that's ridiculous. And when you listen to a moron like this AOC, she's a freaking bartender, came from a rich family. All she does is she wants to have conflict. She wants division in our country. I want to bring our country together. And you want to know something? I'm going to say something right now. These Mexican immigrants, the majority of Mexicans are hard-working people. But what I want is them to be legally signed up and become American citizens, like my mother from Sicily, my father from Germany. But let's do it the right way. Let's sign them up. Let's let them pay taxes. And let's let them become part of this American dream. Everybody says we suck. We're racist. We're this. We're that. Why in the hell does everybody keep wanting to come here then? We're not racist. We're one country, America, and we have to band together. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, right wing, left wing. We are one country, America, and we have to stop this division in this country, and we have to become one. And the only thing I see, the only way that we can really beat this thing is starting in November. Every small race from council, assembly, state senate— across this country and start with the governors, the governor of New York. Let's make the next nominee for the Republican Party the governor of New York State. You know what that would be. People would be committing Harry Carey, all these MSNBC liberal people. Did I ever tell you the story when I was up in Rayos? My friend Anthony Scaramucci was sitting there with this guy with a bald head. I know who he was because I used to do MSNBC years ago, CNBC and all that after Fox. So all of a sudden I came up behind him and I knew who it was and I smacked him in the head. I slapped him in it, not hard, like a little baby slap. I slapped him and he was the head of CNN and I think you know who I'm talking about. He turned around and he goes, I said, hey, listen to me. Why don't you let me come on air with all your liberal people? He goes, uh, uh, yeah, but we'll talk about it. And he ended up losing his job too. But we have to stop the division in this country. We have to be one America. And that's really my tune of the day today is let's get, we could change things. Let's vote for the other side. And then when these Republicans come in, let's see if they do their job. If they don't do their job, you know, you have an opportunity to throw them out too. We got to vote for people that are going to change the direction of this country. And, you know, that's where we're going with this. And again, I want to wish all the fathers, grandfathers and everybody out there a happy Father's Day, and I hope everything's good with everybody out there. And some people like what I say, some don't. I think we're becoming very fast the number one podcast on WABC, and we're going to be talking about some really good 
death cases, murder mysteries. The one that really pops up we're going to talk about is the Gilgo Beach murders. Very interesting. We're going to be doing that next week, and I have everybody stay tuned and keep listening to my podcast. I'm happy if I become number one. I do only this. I'm not doing much of anything else except working. I'll be leaving here. I go to work. And I want to wish everybody a safe, safe summer. And remember, always look over your shoulder. And if someone is going to going to be coming at you in your face, look them in the eyes. Let them know you're not going to go down easy and it's going to be a fight. Because you know what? The majority of them will go to the person that looks away. Look in their eyes and look in their eyes and say to yourself, I don't fear you. And think about one thing. Pick a spot. Pick a spot where you're going to clock that person. Because if they come out with a weapon or going to try to stab you, you go for the chin. The right hook always takes them out. Remember, if someone's going to rob you or stab you, the right hook will take you out. And if you get locked up by assaulting one of these guys and you were defending yourself, Call me, investigations.com, Bo Deedle. I'll help you out. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.